cash needed for the D-Day invasions were produced and stored in a fake bakery in a Bristol suburb. The downright bizarre, the world's first cash machine had a small man hidden inside in case it malfunctioned during its grand unveiling, or even the mysterious. In an East Midlands churchyard lies the grave of an unknown man. We know how he died. We know his killer, who was hanged. But 80 years after the event, we still don't know who he is. Once those films are commissioned, they're researched in depth. Scripts are written and signed off by the BBC. On-screen contributors, locations and archives are secured. And then they're shot, usually in just one day, with one of the show's roster of star reporters. The films are edited over two days and then delivered. On average... Icon Films knock out 60 of these films a year. Making the films fit in a four-and-a-half-minute time frame means that the stories being told have to be ground down to their bare essentials. But every single one has a plethora of fascinating extra bits that we simply couldn't fit into the films. That's the reasoning behind this book, then. Think of it as the one show the director's cut. It's full of facts, extended interviews and trivia nuggets drawn out from revisiting the original research and sources for the films. And we've also included a few exclusive stories too. Like the TV show that inspired it, the book is a distinctly British celebration of historic and contemporary eccentricity, innovation, bravery and sheer chutzpah. One that packs just as much water-cooler punch as its filmed equivalents featured in the show. And like the show... If you're not completely absorbed by the story you're currently reading, we guarantee you'll love the one on the next page. Eureka Moments Are you having a lava? Edward Craven Walker sees the light. During the Second World War, RAF reconnaissance pilot Edward Craven Walker flew dangerous missions over enemy territory to photograph Nazi bases. When the conflict ended, Walker continued his interest in photography. Credited on screen as Michael Keatering, he produced and occasionally appeared in naturist films and pioneered the admittedly niche subgenre of nudist documentary that focused on naked underwater ballet. Travelling Light, 1960, features a troupe of all-swimming, all-dancing women expressing themselves in the warm coastal waters of Corsica. British nudists, Walker's target audience, may well have been interested in the on-screen choreography, but it's unlikely many would have been inspired enough to consider following suit in British seas. Nor were they likely to be encouraged to shed their thermals by Walker's attempt to merge nakedness and winter sports with the documentary Eves on Skis, 1963. Both films were considerable box office hits in the few UK cinemas that screened them. In turn, further revenue was generated when they were picked up for worldwide distribution, generating enough income for Craven Walker to establish his own nudist retreat, the Bournemouth and District Outdoor Club. He became something of a spokesman for British naturism, but he wasn't exactly egalitarian about attracting new members, especially those on the larger side. 
He once declared, We at Bournemouth have a health centre and only want healthy people here. We are against all these fat fogies. It's not what naturism should be about. In between all that, he invented what's popularly known as the lava lamp, but which Walker originally dubbed the astro lamp. By either name, the psychedelic beacon became shorthand for the 1960s, but it took Craven Walker most of the 1950s to develop it. Around 1950, over a pint in the Queen's Head pub in Ringwood, Hampshire, he became mesmerised by a novelty lamp behind the bar. The lamp was invented by Donald Dunnett, a Scot living in England, but how it ended up behind the bar is a mystery. It may have been a prototype, because we do know that it was patented in 1951. The lamp featured two liquids.